Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. I mean, no, we need to be brave in the world, and it's hard to do in the world we live in. Because we live in a world that's full of fear. We live in a world that anxiety is through the through the roof. And um, it is hard to be brave or or strong, courageous. Paul Paul told the church this in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. He said, Watch, stand fast in the faith. And I love this. Be brave. Be strong. It, it was up there. If it, if it goes up there, I, I'm I'm throw that verse up. They need to see it while I, while I read it first. There we go. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. That's hard, but Paul's saying you can do it. Here's how you do it. Be brave. Be strong. Be brave. Be strong. Be brave. Be strong. Now, I want to preach to you this morning, really just, just to kick off this series, I want to preach to you on be brave. Be brave. Be, be brave. And I know that's hard to do. I, I know it's hard to do that, to be, to, to be brave in your faith when fear is rampant. I know it's hard to do when, when, when you turn on the TV or, and you watch the news or, or you watch Facebook and that's where you get your news. That's even worse. I know it's hard to be brave when fear is being shoved down your throat. When fear is all around, where, where they have fear tactics to get the news out to you, and they try and they push to make you scared and make you weak in your faith as a Christian. I know it's hard to be brave, but Paul says, be brave. In fact, in, in, in Philippians chapter 4, Paul Paul. Paul goes through this chapter and he's just trying to pump up the faith of the reader to be brave in their walk with God. And, and, and in verse 6, he's, he starts it off. He says, be anxious for nothing. Really? Be anxious for nothing? That's hard, isn't it? Be anxious for nothing, but, but, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And here's what happens when you do that. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. In other words, you don't understand it, other people don't understand it, how you can have the peace of God in your life. But Paul says that, this will happen that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But he starts off, be anxious for nothing. Paul, Paul, Paul I mean, that's, that's so hard to grasp. 
be anxious for nothing. I mean, really be anxious for nothing? It's easy for you to say, Paul. I mean, that's what I'm thinking whenever I'm reading it. Be, really be anxious for nothing? You not, you not realize the world I'm living in, Paul? You, you, not, you not realize what they're talking about, how war is, is happening and it might affect us and, and, and the economy and how it is and my kids and, how, and, and the rebellion and all. I mean, and, and you're saying be anxious for nothing? Because there's a lot to be anxious about. There's a lot to be fearful about. There's a lot that can send the anxiety up and send, send the sleepless nights. And Paul's saying, look, be anxious for nothing. And I find myself, I'm reading it and I'm going, really, Paul? Paul, be anxious for nothing? It's easy for you to say. And then I start to think, well, maybe it wasn't. Because do you realize where Paul was when he wrote this? Be anxious for nothing? Then I kind of feel bad. Because, because when Paul wrote these words and pumping up the faith of the church, of the readers of the church, he's sitting in a prison cell as he's penning the words, be anxious for nothing. In fact, to call it a prison cell is kind of, kind of wrong. It's, it would have been more like a dungeon what Paul was in. As he's writing, be anxious for nothing. More than likely, he's trying to heal up from wounds, from being beaten for his faith. Or maybe stoned for his faith, for preaching the gospel. And he's bruised and he's battered. And the situation he's in isn't the most sanitary. And he's got stripes on his back. And he's writing to the church, be anxious for Nothing. And Paul would have had a lot to be anxious about. Paul would have had a lot of things to be fearful about. Paul would have had a lot of things that could have kept him up at night when he's writing this to be anxious for nothing. I mean, he, he could have been worrying about whether or not he would have been beaten again. He would have been worried about whether or not he would live or he would die. And in that moment of fear could have been rampant in his life, he steps back and he writes for the church, look, be anxious for nothing. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. Be anxious for nothing. You know, we, we have become a people that's really controlled by our fears I mean I've never I've never seen this like I see it now ever since COVID do y'all remember what that was like I mean it was I know it was a long time ago three years back and ever since it seems like there is just a fear is rampant in people's lives, and anxiety is high in people's lives, and even in the church, that it's just overwhelming. I mean, I mean, just, 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 I don't know if you realize, 
But there are over 530, and this is just the, the list that I found. There's more than that. There's some that are bigger. But over 530 documented phobias. Things that we can be fearful about. Over 530 things that we've learned to be fearful of. I mean, uh, think of some of these. I, I mean, there's, there's things that, that made the list that I didn't even know you could be afraid of. One of them, and you might, you might deal with this, I've been at churches where this one's rampant. It, it, it was neophobia. Have you heard of neophobia? Neophobia is the fear of anything new. How many know people that, that, that they, they must have a fear of that? They don't like anything new. I mean, I, I've, I've been places where that fear has to be rampant. Just overwhelming. Or, or, or maybe, maybe the big, big one in churches might not be neophobia. It might be a tropiophobia. Tropiophobia is the fear of change. And that one might be a little bit bigger. That one might be a little bit more rampant. Fear of change. You have the... How many, how many, how many has cyberphobia? You know what that... The fear of computers? Do you all have that one? There's even, there's even a phobia for AI right now. Artificial intelligence... I mean, they have a phobia for everything. You know, with the holiday seasons getting ready to come up upon us, maybe you're dealing with, with, with this one. It was syngenesisophobia. And that is the fear of relatives. How many has that one? <laughs> the fear of relatives. Like, <laughs> just going sweats thinking about. Fear of, fear of relatives. My brother, my brother will say this. He'll say, he'll say, family is God's way of making you spend time with people you normally wouldn't spend time with. Like, I find that offensive, brother. We're family. That's, maybe yours is more specific. And you struggle with pentherophobia, which is the fear of your mother-in-law. Maybe that's the one that gets you. My dad, my dad, and he's here, and i got to tell this joke for him. Because he shares it, he shares it all the time. If you just ask me, if he's got, got a quick joke he wants to tell you, this is the one he, he says, he'll, he'll go, you know the difference between in-law and an outlaw? Outlaws are wanted. That's, I'll take you a little bit. That was that one. That one. Some of y'all were. You know, there was this one, and and I I love love this 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 joke, and it's a it's a Seinfeld thing. It's just an observation, and 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 he was going through a list of fears, and realized in a study that they came up with that the number one fear that most people have is what I'm doing right now, public speaking. That was number one fear in people's across, Rod. How many, how many has got that fear? 
Hold on, let me give you the mic. Wait, wait, who has that? Let me show. Share with us. Why do you fear that? Public speaking, the number one fear of people was public speaking. Here, here was the funny part. You, do you know what the number two fear is? Death. Death was number two. Public speaking, number one. Death was number two. So that means that at a funeral, most people would rather be in the casket than given the eulogy right there. Fear, it's rampant. We're so scared of everything. We're scared of what will happen, what will take place. You know, this Greek word that, that Paul wrote whenever he said, be anxious for nothing, this Greek word that was used is an interesting word. It, it's it's merneo. And, and this word, when it's translated, can actually mean two different things. It can mean needless anxiety. Which is how it's translated here as Paul writes it, to be anxious for nothing. This needless anxiety. But marineo can also mean genuine concern. Two different meanings that it can have. Nineteen times in the New Testament this word is used. But one time that it's used, it's translated the different way. It's translated uh, as a genuine concern that way. It's in Philippians 2.20 and it says, as Paul's speaking about Timothy to coming to the church in Philippi. And he uses this word, Marinel, and he writes, for I have no one like-minded who will, right here, sincerely care for your state. Same word that he's used when it gets translated, be anxious for nothing, same word is used here and it's translated sincerely care. I, I want to point that out because I want you to realize that it is possible to care about something and not worry about it. That it is possible to care about, to have a genuine concern about something in your life, but at the same time have the peace of God that guards your heart and guards your mind. It is possible to have the concern and at the same time have the peace. The, the anxious is without the peace. The concern is when you still have the peace and you can that's in fact that's where the true peace of God comes from when I'm anxious for nothing that I don't have the needless anxiety for nothing and look at how Paul describes because if you look at it as nothing be anxious for nothing or 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 look at it this way be anxious for no thing because it's the things that we get anxious about. 
It's all these things. And what does Paul say about all these things? He, in Romans 8, verse 31, he said, What shall we say to these things? What, what shall we say to these things? What, what things? The things that we can be anxious about. What shall we say to these things? Uh, if God is for us, then who can be uh, against us? And I want to tell Paul, but, but, but Paul, what about, what about the economy? What about that thing? What, what about the, 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 the politics, how it is? What about that thing? What about the wars, Paul? What about those things? What, what do you mean when you say, be anxious for no thing? Because I've got a lot of things that I think I've got a right to be anxious about. What about our family and our values and our morals on decay? What, what about our school system? What about our kids? What about this world? It all seems to be going under. What about all this? Because it looks like a a lot of things that I can worry about and a lot of things that I can have anxiety about. But, but Paul says, look, be anxious for no thing. And, and he responds within this later in, in verse 37. He says, yet in all these things, what things? All the things I mentioned, all the things you can think of. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm persuaded, I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor, nor any other created thing. In other, in other words, anything you can imagine or think about that he just couldn't think about at the moment. Anything created... A, that none of it shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here, here's what Paul's saying. He says, he, he's saying, I don't have to fear. I don't have to fear because it's nothing but a thing. Just nothing but a thing. It's just... Just nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing but a thing. I don't have to worry about it. It's nothing. It's nothing but a thing. It can't separate me from God. It can't destroy me. It can't change me. It can't change my character. It can't change my love. It can't take away my peace. It can't take away my joy. It's nothing but a thing. So, so he says, be anxious then for no thing. You know, that's that, that, that knowledge, that knowledge, that knowledge will be able to take away that needless anxiety and switch it and turn it into just a genuine concern. And when I'm able to switch it, that it's no longer a needless anxiety. But that word means something different to me then. That, that, that marinel means something different and not just now needless anxiety. But when I'm able to switch it and it becomes just a genuine concern for me, then I can have the peace. Because it's nothing but a thing. Here's, here's what that, that looks like. Here's what that looks like. A, a, a picture of it, of, uh, of fear. Against peace. Fear against peace. In, in Mark chapter 4, 
verse 35 says, On the same day when evening had came, had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Jesus did. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him, Jesus, along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat. So that was already filling. But he, Jesus, was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Then he arose, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? And then it's followed up with another question. How is it that you have no faith? And he was right evidently because it says that they feared exceedingly. And said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And, and, and I'm, I'm wanting to paint this picture between fear and peace and fear and peace. I think this one is so good because... Jesus told the disciples, let's go over to the other side. They all get in the boat. A storm arises. Waves are crashing against the boat. The boat's filling with water. The wind's beating against. And you see two different playouts happening Same circumstance, same situation, but you have a group who are fearful, who are saying, we're going to die right here. Die at sea. We're not going to be able to make it out of this. And at the same time, same situation, same circumstances, you have Jesus asleep. At peace. Same situation. Same circumstance. Fear. Peace. Fear. Peace. Boy, do you ever see that in your life? You go through something... And somebody else can go through the exact same thing at the exact same moment. And you wonder why they have a peace and you have a fear. Have you ever woke up your spouse mad because they're sleeping? And you're worried? Not you. I saw the look she gave, though. You ever, you ever go through the same situation with somebody, 
and they have a peace and you don't, and it makes you mad that they have a peace because if you're scared and worried, they should be scared and worried. And this is what's happening. Same situation, same thing. They're both in the boat. The waves are both It's hitting on both of them, but Jesus is at peace inside, and the disciples are fearful and afraid that they're going to die, and they're worried, and they're scared, and they shake him, and they ask him this question, don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you care of what's happening to us? Don't you? Don't you care? I mean, we we see that because we go through the same thing, don't we? We do the exact same thing. It's just different storms. It's just not necessarily physical storm and physical waves, but emotional waves beating us, emotional waves overwhelming us in the same storms of our lives that we go through. And what happens is even though God says, I'll supply all your needs, but when the waves of bills come in and the debt's piling up and it's just crashing and overwhelms you and you don't know how you'll make it through, you shake God. And you go, don't you care? You see, the, here's, here's the reason. Jesus was able to have peace because he knew where they were going. I mean, he had already declared it. He said, we're going to the other side. So, so yeah, the waves might beat. And the waves might try and stop, but they can't stop because I know where I'm going. I know what the promise is. I know the direction. So the waves are just nothing but a thing. It can't stop me. It can try and scare me. It can pile up, but it can't stop me. And I can have a little concern about it, but I can give it to God and have peace because I know where I'm going. I know what the promise is. So when God says, I'll supply all your needs according to my riches and glory, and the bills are piling up, you can have peace because you're just saying, it's nothing but a thing. I know who what my Father promised. I know what He said, and I know He'll take care of me. So it's nothing but a thing I'm not going to be scared about it and lose sleep about it I'll be concerned but I'll have peace within me because I know what my promise is so the waves can be crashing the waves can be hitting the waves can be where it looks like your kids are rebelling and you shake God don't you care or your marriage it seems to be falling apart and you're shaking him and saying don't you care what I'm facing what I'm going through and God's saying look I promised you this and I promised you that I promised what are you going to believe are you going to believe the waves or are you going to believe the word are you going to believe the waves And try and deal with every wave that hits you? Or are you going to deal with the promise? Which which are you going to believe? Which are you going to hold on to? See, I think Jesus had to have been saying, when they said, don't you care, I think he had to be saying, don't mistake my lack of fear. For my lack of concern. I can have concern. 
but I don't have to be overwhelmed because I know what the promise and I know where I'm going and what I'm trying to get you to is to turn that fear into just a concern that I give to him Because most of the time, have you ever realized most of the things that keep us up at night? Most of the things that turn our stomachs and that fear, that anxiety, most of it never happens. And you'll tell yourself... This is what's going to happen. This is, this is, I, I won't be able to make it through. And most of the time, it never happens. It's just waves. Just waves. And when they're beaten, it's easy to say, This is going to be the end of me. It's easy whenever the waves are beaten, it's easy to say, Say, I, I'm going to die. If I go off my, emotions of what I feel it's easy to go that way instead of saying I'm going to trust him but the waves are what get you you know James says this in James 1 Aaron will you come come up because I promised I'd be short and maybe that will help me at least you'll think I'm about done James said this, let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave. Like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Goes on to say, let that let that man suppose that he will receive anything. Let not that man suppose he'll receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man. Unstable in all his ways. But James instructing said, lay mask in faith without doubting. You'll notice that that sequence with the disciples. That when Jesus steps up and he calms the sea, that he says to him, Why are you so fearful? And then he said, How is it that you have no faith? Because fear will always bring doubt. Fear will always bring doubt in fact you watch the disciples later it said that they even questioned who is this they're even questioning who Jesus was who is this it's amazing what fear will do when it overwhelms you it's amazing what it will do. James describes it. He says, he says, says, don't ask. 
doubt. It's like the waves. Waves of emotion. Waves of thoughts. Hitting your mind. Coming through. Hitting your mind. coming, Hitting again. Hitting again. He ends up describing it saying, look. Someone that lives this way is double-minded. They're unstable in all his ways. Unstable in all his ways. In other words, in other words, when fear is in you, it affects every area of your life. It controls everything. Paul, though encouraging the reader, he says, look, be anxious for nothing. Instead, be brave. Be, be brave. Be brave. Won't you stand with me this morning? Be brave. Be brave. Be, don't let fear overwhelms you. Don't let needless anxiety overwhelm you. You can have a genuine concern, but what I can do with the genuine concern is I can hand that concern over to him and then I can have peace. I can have a concern and then I can put it in his hands and I can have peace. And that peace will guard your heart and your mind where the waves go to crash. You know, when Jesus stood on the stern of that that boat, He speaks to the wind and He speaks to the waves and He says He commands them to stop. Be still enough. I really believe this. I really believe this, that that is a picture of the power and the authority that you now have in your life. Because he said, all authority that is in me, that the Father has given me, I now give to you. And that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now alive in you. So I have that authority. You have that authority that when the fears, the waves are crashing against you and the waves are pounding and it feels like everything is caving in, you have that same power and authority within you to stand up and say, cease, waves stop. Wind, stop. Fear, get out. You can be brave. Thanks for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Have a great week and make an impact on those around you.